0: Welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Simon. I'm Stuart. We're both property people running our own businesses. This podcast is just us chatting as we often do about anything and everything property. Now, we don't tend to plan these episodes very much in advance. I'm not sure if you can tell the the listener or not, but, uh, but I'm afraid we don't. However, on this occasion, we have just spent a little over an hour talking about what we could Talk about <laughs> on this episode, and we've gone through lots of different topics and had very interesting discussions and our main conclusion is that we probably should have been recording the last hour. we could have got at least a, an episode, maybe two out of it, so with that in mind, we've sort of concluded that we've we've done quite a lot actually in the last year and and there is lots to talk about and we're going to start off what we do actually record as this episode for you with a, a little wander back over. What we've done and accomplished and not accomplished in some cases over the last year. We, we did record a, a goals episode at the beginning of 2021 and we're not specifically reviewing that in this episode. We're just going to talk about what we can remember of the year. Seeing as I got the, the intro this week, it is over to you Stuart to give us a, your thoughts on 2021.
1: Yeah and These are going to be a couple of minute updates. And as Simon said, we we talked about it. And I kind of always feel in two minds about events where you look back and then look in the future because it it feels kind of stayed and and overdone. But it it actually is quite important. And funny, as soon as we had the conversation, whereas I think, God, what did I do this year? You know, have I done anything? And I look at it, and the first thing that popped up is that I've, I've taken on five rent to rent properties and I should have worked out the number of rooms, but it's it's somewhere in the region of forty rooms that I took on as rent to rent. Five five properties alive, and that, that all happened this year, which is unbelievable to me, because that was during lockdown. We've completed on a seven bed sale of an HMO property. We refurbished a three bed masonette to have three beds, three en suite. So that was quite a big project. That finished in March of April this year. We've also got two properties that are sold subject to contract. And we had three failed sales, two of which, were well, one of which was pulled out the day before exchange and another about the week before exchange and another the month we were due to complete. And They're just the things that jump up to the top of my head. So then, but when I look at that in writing, I think, there's a fair amount there, you know. That's a, there's a fair bit of effort. So, in many ways, it is good to look back because I think, well, okay, you know, I've, I haven't gone this grey for no reason. So, so, that's my very quick summary of of this year. And there's probably other things I haven't talked about. But Simon, how about you? Unlike
0: you, I haven't written down any notes from from last year. So, as we were discussing this, you, you've just been taking some some little thoughts down and i haven't so i'm probably going to forget half of the things i've i've thought of to mention but i thought i would first of all talk quickly about some of the stuff that i've done with with patma there've been a couple of big projects that have been in progress making tax digital has has been a, a big one which is in progress and should be ready for for public use from next year even though making tax digital for landlords has been put back and might actually be starting for another couple of years, but the software should be there and ready to go. Linked to that, but also as a, a separate thing in its own right to to ease admin and things, has been support for open banking and easier uh, record keeping. But also, there's been big improvements around the the data capture and data provision within Patma, uh, particularly around planning applications, but also around census data and population information. Also around sort of combining data from other data sources that have, have become available, so particularly EPC data and things like that to help uh, improve what's available in Patma. Some of that has, has come out or is, is in the process coming out in exposing comparable information while you're, you're looking for potential investment properties. And the the big one that, is currently in progress is a, a major change to the, the way the user interface looks and feels and works and that's that's not live and available to anyone yet but that will be be coming out soon <laughs> i'm not going to put a date on it it's <laughs> a kiss of death for, for any any project plan but but soon and i'm really really excited about about that and how that's going to make the whole thing sort of fit together better but also looking back over 2021, 20 it i think we we Need to remember that we've been broadcasting podcast episodes every week for, for 2021. And we've talked about rent-to-rent strategies. We've had some good interviews with a rent-to-rent specialist. And we, we've talked about planning and development with our with, guests. We've talked about auctions and property information packs and, and lots of good information there. We've also talked a bit about sort of the, the training world and going green and uh, what the, the future property market might hold, or in fact, it, the property market sort of, towards the end of 2021, what that does hold with, with some of our guests. And I'll, I'll try to link to, to those interviews in the show notes. But also, Stuart, you and I have gone through a whole series of how to replace your salary with property through different investment strategies and different uh, approaches to, to property and what it would actually really take on the ground to replace salaries or an average salary anyway and, and i'll link, link back to those as well in, in the show notes so there's, there's lots of great stuff that we've actually talked about and and all the time i i kind of forget that we've had these conversations i forget that his this information that that we've we've enjoyed recording and putting out into the world and so many people have enjoyed listening to i, I forget it so easily and so it's, i think it's, it is good to look back over over the last year
1: yeah, definitely, and and you're right to point that out. And the the other thing I would add, other than personally finding those episodes quite useful, we know people have reached out to us in the past to to say that they have too, which is always good. That I found some of these sessions to be a little bit like therapy for me. I've even talked about some things that were top of mind. And the most recent one, a couple of episodes back, where I mentioned the fact that I had made a mistake on one of the rent-to-rent properties that I'd done, and it's cost cost my business money and cash flow. And genuinely, that was quite a cathartic experience for me, just to admit it, at least to you, one other person, but also publicly, to say, "Yeah, I've I've made mistakes." It actually it's really helped me. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because yeah, it, it has been quite important and an effort and for anyone out there that is listening and and has listened across the year please do reach out to us at bizofproperty or the com or find us on linkedin we'd love to hear from you and we'll certainly give you a mention on the show that is unless you're commenting on this
0: next bit which i'm going to mention which is looking back at my my property business my property investment approach over the last year which is is not quite mistake but Uh, I think is sort of confession coming up at least. (laughs) I can't remember my exact goal or exact plan because I haven't gone back and looked at it. We're not reviewing goals at this point. But I was certainly wanting to buy at least one house in 2021 as a a new investment property. And I have largely procrastinated on that. Partly to blame is pandemic and virus hesitancy, wanting to avoid contact and avoid going and looking around properties for, for some while. But then later in the year when that became less of a concern, vaccines were around, rates were lower over summer and things like that, It I, I still didn't get into that as much as I, I feel I should have. And as a consequence, I have not purchased a new property in 2021. I have, however, done some other things with my, my money out of desperation of seeing inflation going up and the value of my money gradually decreasing. That's worsened still by the fact that the property market has been going great guns and the property that I might be buying has obviously been increasing in value and and hence I have less purchasing power. So I've done some other things with my money. Uh, We've talked about crypto investment, which I've I've explored, put some money into some stocks and shares, which we've we've talked about as well. You can go back and see a few past episodes where we've discussed those. And I've also made a new angel investment. That's a fairly substantial angel investment and that has now started paying interest which is which is always very very pleasing so so that's been been good and i've also explored portfolio portfolio is the is the the mobile based app from from the two robs of property hub fame and i signed up very early on for for this because the the, the robs were talking on their podcast about something big and exciting and new that they were were developing and they kept dropping hints that it was uh, sort of technology-based. And of course, because I'm, I'm in the prop tech world, the world of property technology with Patma, I was really curious as to what they would be creating. So I, I signed up as early as I could for their sort of early notification list and things like that. In the back of my mind, I had this sort of slight thought that might they be launching something that would be competing with with what I'm doing? And would I be concerned about that? Because they they do... Hold a lot of sway in the in the property world, so I was, I was a bit concerned about what they might be might be coming up with. So when they actually did finally announce portfolio, I was actually quite relieved and thought, "Oh, okay, not competing with me." Phew! But that's an interesting approach. They've they've backed it with a, a REIT, so a financial investment vehicle, which is generally reserved for sort of larger investors, and they are trying to open it up to smaller investors, which I think an admirable thing to be trying to do. And I think it's gonna be really, really interesting to see going forwards how they actually managed to accomplish that, or if they managed to accomplish it, because I think they've got a lot of regulatory hurdles to overcome to to really be able to do that. As someone with early access to portfolio and as someone who had a little bit of money to to invest and try and not lose to inflation, I did actually, or have actually, put in the the minimum investment, so just over £10,000, uh, into portfolio, so I'll be doubly interested to see how portfolio progresses and how their vision for it works, but also, obviously, how the investment value increases hopefully and and provides return. So, so I think that's going to be a, a big one for me to be looking out into into twenty twenty two.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. I think for for me and for us listening to to hear about that for those that have that have heard about portfolio to to hear what your direct experiences is are and of course we can compare that with our other investments your other investments and also your, your general experience of it as a whole so i think that's quite an interesting interesting development hopefully be more positive than your crypto story
0: <laughs>
1: yeah it, it wouldn't be hard to be
0: more positive than the crypto story though. <laughs> i haven't actually looked on on the day of recording but in the in the recent week or two weeks or whatever since we last talked about it, maybe it's been longer than that. It's hard to remember. But it has had several more ups and downs. And yes, it's been, a, been an ongoing rollercoaster, that one. So yes, I
1: sincerely hope it will be more stable and more upwards. Good. And in regards to my 2022, the first thing I'm thinking about is the first quarter. So I'm having a conversation with someone at the moment about partnering on the development of a co-working space which is which is really exciting it's quite daunting because it's a big space it's it's over 20,000 square feet it's pretty much an empty shell across three floors and is going to need a complete fit out but the partner that I am potentially going to work with has experience of building co-working spaces they've built uh, a few already obviously I have experience as regards to refurbishment particularly in residential so that's going to be a big project for me to get my teeth into, and hopefully, as we move into sort of territory where I can actually share real information, a bit like your portfolio story, we can share more with listeners about how those things develop and you know, share my uh, hopes, dreams, fears, and concerns. Yeah, I think that's going to be a really interesting one to to keep tabs on.
0: There's going to be lots of stuff that's different to what you're really used to, so I think it's going to be lots of things for you to to learn and and talk to us about and I think also the, the co-working space as well I have thought that co-working is got to be a bigger part of the future of staffing structures I don't quite know how to describe this going forwards and I think hope perhaps that the pandemic will have helped to accelerate that so I've always thought that co-working while traditionally for much smaller businesses or Single person businesses to to use as shared office space. I've always thought that it has a big potential in being a space for remote workers of larger companies and larger organizations as well, perhaps with a, a bit of an office, maybe, or perhaps in actual shared working spaces. But it allows people to work locally to where they live rather than having to commute in, but still have that separation from home life. Mm. And perhaps from working on a dining table, which isn't ideal or with children in the background or what have you, it gives you that that separation and that more sort of professional working environment without big, long commute. Because hopefully you can find a co-working space that's 10 minutes down the road or whatever, rather than 30 minutes or 45 minutes into London or, or whatever it might be. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I think there's lots of lots of interesting things and lots of potential in, in that world.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to to learn something new, but hopefully not so new. You know, I know enough to be scared by it, but uh, not be put off by it. And like you say, I think the working dynamics are changing as we speak. You know, we do, we don't know how they're going to change, but our own personal experiences tell us. You know, originally everyone thought you know city centres would die, you know London would die. But of course, that that could never be the case. As is more likely, is that things will balance out and people will want. So we've seen it that even solopreneurs or people that are still employees would pay for a co-working space for the very reasons that you just talked about, which is I just want to get out of the house because that was my experience. Certainly from last year's lockdown was. Of course, it's nice, but like you you said, there's there's no demarcation. So for me personally, I know my experience was starting work at. When I came down the stairs and then not really finishing it so but also just to see how that works with businesses local businesses that's what we're sort of really thinking about so I'm I'm genuinely excited by it yep I think it's a
0: a very good project and I'm looking forward to going having a nose round the space when that's when it's available
1: (laughs) when you say nose round obviously only once you've rented part of the space that's that's the deal
0: um okay as a potential customer (laughs) <laughs> not not quite the deal I was hoping for, but we'll we'll, ha- we'll have some words off off mic about that. <laughs> see, see what can be arranged. <laughs> so is there is there anything else that you're looking forward to in in 2022, or shall I uh, mention the, the the sort of main things that I'm I'm planning?
1: Well, I sp- I suppose just speaking openly. I've always done a bit of consultancy alongside the property business and you know that's been spinning plates for me for for a good while now and this year sees me fully letting go of the consultancy work so I'm now going to be officially full-time in property which again fills me with level a level amount of excitement and trepidation which I think is natural when you know of the commitments that you have as a you know, as a as a husband, a father and just just someone that's got bills to pay. You know, really looking forward to that, but then really looking forward to being totally focused on my property business stroke businesses. So that's so that's good. Other things in twenty two and two, Simon? What's on your mind?
0: Well, firstly let me just say congratulations on leaving the sort of employed world behind Thank you. and moving into to just property and just your own business. I think that's also also a very exciting step. So for me though, I am finally, really, honestly, going to try and buy another property. (laughs) (laughs) So I I am going to do that. I really am. But also, I'm in in my Patma world. I've got the 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 big objectives of getting the the visualization, visual um, improvements out and live and solid. There's going to be a a number of of rounds of iteration on that to to really. Reduce the the sort of paper cuts that you you get. So when you have software that just has some rough edges here and there, and it just just buggy now and then, don't stop you using it. Doesn't stop it being functional and and helping, but they're just little annoyances. And I'm going to really focus on on getting rid of those and getting those ironed out and and sorted so that Patma is is a really smooth and well oiled product to use, and. Making text Digital is going to continue to be a, a, a big part of, of that and that that uh, sort of the product roadmap for Patma. And other than that, I'm going to be spending a lot of time trying to respond to customer requests and customer feedback. So I get assorted suggestions and requests in, and sometimes they're, they're great and small, and I can implement them almost immediately. Other times they're bigger projects and they, they sort of, go onto a backlog and things and I'm going to try and work through that not not particularly work through that backlog but work through those suggestions and work out where I can best answer customer requests and and customer feedback to to make improvements in, in those areas so I'm, I'm quite excited to do that although I'm, I must also say that I'm not really planning a whole year at this point which in the past I have tried to do, but this year I'm I'm trying to think much smaller. I don't know if that's sort of the pandemic warping my my view on time and, and things. But yeah, I'm going to try and look just a, a short few months ahead in my my initial plans and then revise them as, as things go on. Have you found the the pandemic sort of warped your sense of time, Stuart?
1: Most definitely. I have no. I, g- I generally don't know what day it is. Simon, to be honest, but. Um... I'm not sure
0: I can claim that's a pandemic effect for me personally, though. I I, I couldn't (laughs) tell that before either.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, I've read a number of times, actually, that, yeah, planning more. Because I've always struggled to plan, you know, when people say, what's your five-year and your 10-year plan? I just, I can't, I can never, you know, I've got a kind of a three-year plan. But even, you know, in the 12 months, you know, I've read that more than 90 days is about well ninety days is about what we can we can do so i th- i think you're you're in good company in terms of ninety days. I did do a few twelve week plans for anyone that's read the uh, you know the twelve week year, which is quite intense and does does make you focus but uh, my god it's uh, makes you busy so I, I i think that sounds about reasonable and i guess in the techno world your you know sprint sprints aren't ever much longer than that anyway.
0: Well, I think sprints can be as long as you like, really, in, in the tech world. But but yeah, a, a typical length would be really quite short, um, as in sort of two three weeks. It would be a typical sort of development tech sprint. Uh, so yes, yeah, I'll, I'll have I'll have a few of those planned in advance. I, I'm not going to dig into that now, but I will try and find a, a link to a recent podcast I listened to that was discussing some of the the, the structures around sort of planning product development. Um, across a, a technical implementation and, and how some of the structures for sort of thinking further ahead but also then implementing it in in smaller chunks. So, yeah, I'll, I'll try and link that just in case anyone's interested. But yeah, not, not for deep discussion now. So I think we're probably finished, aren't we, Stuart? We,
1: we probably are and would wish everyone a, a very prosperous 2022 and... Thank you for all of you that have been listening and those of you that have reached out to us in the last year. And for those that haven't, please do. And if you haven't left a rating or review, please do. Other than that, Simon. Just remains for me to say, please visit thebusinessofproperty.com for
0: show notes and a contact form if you do want to reach out to us. Or you can find us on Twitter or LinkedIn. Links will be in those show notes on thebusinessofproperty.com.
1: Stuart and I, we'll talk to you again next week.